Hello and welcome to the Change With Him Real Raw Redeemed podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Picaro, and I'm so excited for this. I literally got the inspiration for this <laughs> like two seconds ago in an email that I got. And I don't know about you, but my notifications are a big form of distraction. The notifications that come through on my phone and, and, uh, I think that's very true for so many of us. And that's actually one of the ways that the enemy gets to us. But I have committed my life to be a living testimony and use all things that I possibly can with my conscious awareness for the good of God and for the good of his kingdom. And so when I got this notification, I immediately identified, ooh, this is a distraction, but God is the one who was able to turn distractions into breakthroughs, into connections, into realizations, and turn them around and turn them towards him. And I love that about him. I love that about my relationship with this with him because I see and I feel and I know that he does that in me and through me in so many ways. And I just trust and know that he's going to do that in and through you in so many ways too, but you've got to open the door and let him in and be conscious, be present, be aware of those distractions. So this episode is about one of those distractions. The title of the email was I'm not codependent or am I? Dun, dun, dun. Oh God. <laughs> right. I feel like he was like, uh, yeah, tell me about it. That's the way I feel about y'all so often, but it's okay. I love you. Um, I, I have come through emotionally unavailable, toxic, and abusive relationships. I've worked with hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people to reprogram their internal unconscious beliefs about themselves when they've gone through that as well. Working as a hypnotherapist, as a rapid transformational therapist, as a master's level conversational hypnotherapist. And I absolutely love it. It's my passion, my purpose. It is the gift that God placed inside of me. And it's what he's called me to be is to be just a beacon of his light. That That's really what it is. And through those types of relationships, you, you, in, in, in that world, you hear words in the world. We hear words and the words do something. You do something to me that I can't explain, right? And there are words, words are used to create and connect and God has created us to connect with us and has created himself for us to connect with him, to have a relationship with him and so many people whoosh, over their head. I don't get it. Oh, that's religion. I don't do that whole religion thing. It's not. And when you say that it is, you're missing the point. It's all about relationship. I woke up this morning at 5.30 and it's interesting because God has been blessing me and gifting me with waking up earlier. And I'm like, ah, right. I want to sleep. I really don't because it's my soul that wakes me up and says, you want to spend time with God because when you do, and when you choose to everything in your life and your day is better, your soul is at ease. So I recently started reading the Bible again. I've read it before, but I'm reading it again. And this time it's through a different lens. It's not through the lens of, oh, I want the narcissist to be damned to go to hell. It's through, what are you saying to me, God? How are you speaking to me today? What will you have me know? What will you have me contemplate and connect with and, and resonate with. So it's this beautiful resonance of his pure, true love for us. 
it's incredible. And I see the way that he's like, you guys are so fucked up. When I was reading, I started at Genesis. I'm just going to go beginning to end. Right. And we realized that it's the beginning and end of one book. There are bookends to the Bible, but there are not bookends to God. We realize he has no bookends. He is the beginning and the end. And there is no end when you're living with him eternally. And there's, there's books about death. I'm reading another one of those, uh, about from the guy who wrote conversations with God, Neil Walsh, Neil Donald Walsh, maybe his middle name is anyways. And it's amazing. It's amazing to learn about God's love for us. And, and there's nothing greater than his word that teaches us. So we can notice when we're being triggered, we're being taught. And this, the title of this email, the caption of the line of the email, most emails, especially in the marketing space are designed to trigger us because they're designed to activate and connect with something within us so that we go deeper in that. And, and this was an email from someone that I used to follow. Well, it's still on their email list, obviously. Um, when I was trying to figure out narcissistic abuse and in that, what the revelation was, I was trying to figure out my own self abuse. Why did I abuse myself through allowing my self to be in a relationship with someone else who clearly abused me? Like, why did I not get out sooner? All the questions of why, why did I stay so long? Why did I not get out sooner? And all of those have been reflected and turned around. And the answer is found in Jesus because I didn't have him in my heart and in my life then. I, I didn't call him a friend. I was the one that separated myself from him or created space and distance from him. And, and when that gap closed, all those open doors of pain also closed. And I realized a lot of people try to break out of or set themselves free from or get away from codependency. And I have books literally on my bookshelf called Codependent No More. Now I see that is you saying, I need Jesus no more. We are created. We are literally programmed internally in our DNA for connection. We were created in. We were created in his image. We were created to be codependent. It is a co-creation of codependency. It's this beautiful, like now the infinity symbol, it was like the stupidest tattoo that everyone got on the wrist and they would like put people's initials or birth dates and like this little infinity symbol. If you have one of those, I love you. God loves you. But I'm like, that's the stupidest tattoo. <laughs> it's not for people who have them. I get it. And they probably look at mine and go, yours is stupid. And, and you'd be right, right? We're all entitled to have our opinion and we all get to be right about our opinion. That's the beauty of free will and our brain and our mind and our thoughts. We love being right. It feels good in our body and our system to be right. And I know when I'm right about Jesus, it feels good in my body and in my system. It feels good in my heart, my mind, my soul, my life. When I get to be right, when I get to say that he lives, he is the father. He is the beginning. He is the end. He is the everything that is good because it feels good to be right. And I get to be right about him being alive still because he rose out of the grave. Get up, get up, get up. He got up out of that grave. Like he conquered death and he is living and he is alive. And this, this marketing of the world, dun, dun, dun. I'm not codependent, comma, ooh, let's put a little, a little space, a little pause, a little break, or am I? 
Yes, you are. Let's honor that. Let's celebrate that. Let's rejoice in that. I am one million quadrillion infinity percent codependent. I am dependent on him. If it were not for him, I would not have any quality of life. We were co we were created to be dependent, not independent, not an I've got this, I'm gonna navigate and work and make my way through life by my own works. We 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 can't. We may be living in the illusion that we can for a time, but a time will come that we fall flat on our face and everything feels so fucked up that we can't. We can't pick ourselves up that we just, it just, it just won't work anymore. We will reach that point. And I reached that point in my own life through a relationship, a relationship that I learned about codependency, a relationship with an emotionally unavailable and abusive person. And I realized I had emotion and emotionally unavailable and neglectful relationship with him with a big H and that's what prompted this whole change with him, big capital H, real, raw, redeemed. That's the transformation of my dependent and codependent relationship with Jesus, with my father, with God, with the Holy Spirit, the three and one and one and three. And I thank God for codependency. I thank God for his availability Anytime, anywhere, any place, any day, any time of day, he's never, ever not there because he's always everywhere. And so marketing tactics and messages like this, they, they take us down dangerous paths. Break free from codependency. No, bitch. Enjoy. Embrace codependency. You've been dependent on the wrong person. You've been dependent solely on yourself and you've been dependent solely on another person, persons, community, place, building, theory, book, whatever it is, podcast to get you through. And you have neglected the most important relationship of your life, the one that gave you life. And when you plug into and when you're dependent on that relationship, you have literally any and everything that you could ever need because of your codependency. Codependency should be celebrated. It should be shouted on the rooftops. I am codependent on God, my father. I am codependent on the Lord, my savior. I am codependent on Jesus, the one who set me free. All capital letters. I celebrate, I honor, I admire, I adore codependency because without it, there would be no availability. I would literally still be pulling my hair out. You know what? I got to a point in my life where I was so fucking stressed about everything. And this was a point in my life where I was trying to live so independently, like in, intensely independently. If you've watched my my free masterclass, Transform, that leads into the programming, Transforming Past Pain to Present Power, we talk about this hyper independence. It's what I call the superhero archetype. Over the years of working with my clients, they, they the five things of the archetypes that the emotionally abused and neglected. We become our, our biggest greatest gaslighter 
instead of our biggest and greatest advocate. And most of us don't have a high quality, close proximity relationship with Jesus. And I didn't at that time in my life. Or even if you do, you can still feel like this because you have internal unconscious beliefs that are like swaying you and jading you. And, and those are the gateways, the cracks, the doors in which the enemy tries to come in and really fuck with you. So there's the gaslighter me. There's the F me, which is the fake me, the fraud me, the one that feels like you, you have to fake it till you make it, right? You can't fake it and make it. That's why I don't fake my relationship with Jesus anymore. I don't question it anymore. It is the embodiment, the essence, the core of who I am. And he's not fake. He is real. He's so real. And he's really here right now, ready to walk with you, to guide you, to love you, to redeem you, to heal you, to restore you, to reclaim all the things that the enemy has taken from you, everything you've allowed to be taken from you. He's ready to turn your victimness into victoriousness. And then there's the P me, the perfectionist, the, per the procrastinator me. The one who thinks, oh, I'll do it once it's perfect. I'll, I'll put it out there once it's perfect, you know, because I care about what other people think about me. I care about what other people are going to say about me. And if they're not going to see me in the image of perfection, then I'm just going to procrastinate it. I'm going to delay it. I'm going to put it off till tomorrow. You probably don't want to put off having a relationship with Jesus till tomorrow because you're not guaranteed that it'll ever come. And if you've lost anyone in your life that you've loved, and they're not physically here anymore. You know what I mean. And then there's just stuff for bottler me. This is the the me that, that stuffs away their emotions, bottles up their feelings, that brushes them under the rug, shoves them in a closet and says, oh my God, I just, Lord, please don't let anyone ever go there. And he's like, yeah, yeah, trust me. You don't want anyone to go there. And you're like, yeah, I know. Can we just have that space where I just try to hide everything and and and, and keep it away? And he's like, well, I know everything that's in there. And they're like, no, you don't, no, you don't, no, you don't. Yes, he does. Yes, he does. And he wants to redeem it, clear it out remove it, heal it, restore it, regenerate it, and give you that space. Take all that crap out of that space and just pour love, compassion, acceptance, kindness, joy, happiness, peace, forgiveness into that space. But it's filled with a bunch of the crap that you put in it. But that's what we do when we're in our stuffer, bottler, me. And then there's a superhero me who's like, I don't need anyone. Break free from codependency. Look at me, I'm codependent no more. Look at me, look at me, do a little jig over here. I'm codependent no more. Codependent no more. Oh, 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 I'm so cool now. I set myself free. No, you didn't. You did not. Codependency is not a thing to like work towards, to navigate towards breaking free from. You should be moving towards a codependent relationship with Jesus. You should be waking up every morning and look at me shooting all over you. <laughs> I'm speaking to myself here because I need reminders. We need reminders of his redemption, of his love for us, that he is openly and willingly and freely giving to us, desiring to pour into us. We need to be codependent. We need to be codependent on him. We need to be in connection with him, in relationship with him, and the best way to do that is through his word. And it was interesting because I was being recommitted to reading my Bible again and again and again and again. I laughed and I'm like, I'm going to need to do this every day in my life. Lord, will you please help me wake up at 530 every day and spend time with you 
spend time with your word because every time I do, I realize how much I love you and how much you love me and that without you, I will never believe that I deserve to be set free because the world is hard and heavy. And then we get emails like this. I'm not codependent dun, dun, dun. or am I? As if it's a bad thing, as if you need this program, as if you need to spend $5 billion on breaking free from codependency and trying to do it all without Jesus in your corner by your side as your coach and as your trainer, like you're a boxing rink and they're like, go out there, you've got this. And you're like, I can't do it without you. And you're like, I'm here for you. I have trained you. You have everything you need. And it's like, uh, I don't know if I do. <laughs> please, please. And we get into this. We get into so many marketing messages. And very little of them are about Jesus. Jesus is not sending you emails to trigger you by the title of the email that pops up. It makes you feel like you need him. He, he doesn't do that. Jesus is not in today's marketing tactics to trigger you with email headlines. <laughs> Could you imagine that? Waking up every day and get a triggering, activating email, email headline from Jesus. He's like, hey, yo, it's your boy. You need this latest program that I have. <laughs> You're like, what, Jesus? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Because Jesus doesn't trigger us. He redeems us. We live in a very triggering, activating world because we live in a world that promotes independence and freedom from codependency. And Jesus did not create us like that. God did not create us to be independent and set free, like totally solo, flying out there like a do -do 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 -do, like a little solo bird on our own, just singing along. No. <laughs> no and so he came and it's interesting because when you read the bible you understand that he came and he flipped the whole fucking world upside down and they're like i don't get it like they were literally like as jesus was walking there were people standing in front of the messiah in the presence and the glory and the power and the honor of who god is like literally right in front of their face as jesus is like i am you were so close to me I am physically and literally breathing my breath of life onto you. And you're like, I just don't understand this God thing. <laughs> and he's like, hey, you're looking at him. Hello, right here. And like, no, 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 no. He needed to come in differently. You know, uh, you can't be. Oh, you're blasphemy. You, Jesus, you're blasphemy. You get out of here. I want to kill you. And then they did. And he was like are you happy now? <laughs> and they're like, oh, fuck, we killed the Messiah. Oh, no. Oh, well, what have we done? Look what you've done. And he was like, yeah, look what you've done to me. And then God turns it around. You spoke your truth into the lies I let my heart believe. Look at me now. And we're like, oh, I'm sorry. I was so wrong. I shouldn't have continued going on. And he's like, I know, but you did. And I understand that about you. And I still love you. Even though you did all that, I still love you. And you're still worthy and deserving of being loved. And because of that, I sent my only son to die the death that you deserved. To pay the debt that you owed. It's cool. I got you. And we're like, what? This whole time I've tried to be free from you. I've tried to be free and be codependent no more. And, and say that I don't need you. I don't need anyone. And I've... I've Done that to try to cover up the pain that I feel from not being connected with you and dependent on you. Oh, good Lord, help us all. 
That's what it feels like. It's what it feels like. That is what it feels like. And it doesn't feel good when it feels like that. Like, baby, no, I don't like it like that. What? How do you like it? No, we're not going there. Yes, we are. <laughs> what? No. And that's what it feels like. It feels like this constant chaos and confusion inside your mind. And when you are spend, not spending time with God in his word to learn about how much he loves you, you feel like you're in the muck, you're in the yuck, you're in the stock of the chaos of this world. You get stuck in those five archetypes of the emotionally abused and neglected because you're trying to break free from all that pain and you're trying to do it in a way that you can only break free from so much of it on your own because you were not created to be alone. I was talking about this with my mom this morning. It was funny. I was telling her, I'm like, oh my gosh, mom, I'm reading Genesis. And it's like, oh, fuck, God is so good. And she's like, I know. <laughs> and she just smiles. She's like, why do you say fuck so much? I'm like, I don't know. I'm just so excited. And it's just such a cool, expressive word. It's like, ah! <laughs> oh my gosh. And um, so my daughter's in ceramics camp and my parents are helping out every morning and I take their own over to her house. And then my, my stepdad, who's so much like my real dad, he takes my, my daughter to ceramics and he loves ceramics. He's doing it himself. And like, just like just joy watching my daughter just create just incredible things, incredible pieces of work and pieces of art and, and watching her learn about the process. And I'm like, Oh my God, isn't this like the representation of God? We're watching this joy of learning learning and creating and, and bringing things to life, like taking a lump of clay and creating something incredible and beautiful with it. And my stepdad's into this too. And he creates the most amazing pots and, and, and cups and mugs and dishes and plates and bowls. He created a, this letter from my mom and he created these, these statues and these animals. He made my daughter an elephant and he's made, he's made this amazing turtle and this monkey mask. It's just so cool. And, and the Bible actually talks about that in, in, in its word and in the scripture, taking lumps of clay and, and that God is the, is the, the, the creator. He's the one who shapes the clay. And then we are the pot. We are his creation. I'm like, oh, it's so cool. And how, you know, I, I went to pick her up from their house yesterday and we had dinner together and he was like, well, you know, you were late for dinner. And I'm like, I don't understand. How was I late? Because dinner started when I, when I got there and you had already eaten. No, you were late. I'm like, why do you need to wait on me to eat? You're a big boy. You're a big man. Eat. <laughs> oh, I did. Okay, good. Good. You did. So celebrate and honor that. Oh, yeah, but you were late. And I'm like, wait, what are you talking about? And then, and then it turned into, you know what? The truth is I just didn't want to eat alone. So I waited for you. Holy fuck. Isn't that a representation of who God is? You know, and if I'm going to do this thing where I have to eat dinner alone and put up with your guys' crap, and he was talking to me and my mom and my daughter, right? All of us, our energy, this feminine energy. Of blah, 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 blah. We're all like on our own little timeline and circuits, funky and show. We're like, I do what I want. <laughs> if I'm going to have to wait on, on you guys to eat dinner, just so I don't have to eat dinner alone and you're late and you didn't come at the right time and I have to put up all of your crap. If, you know, if I was just going to eat alone, I would just live alone. I wouldn't put up with all this crap. And I started cracking up. And I'm like, oh my God, I read that in the book of Genesis this morning. My hour that I got to be alone with God this morning, I'm like literally doing yoga in my kitchen while I'm making coffee and reading the book of Genesis. And I'm like, oh my God, that's exactly what God said. He got so fucking pissed off at all of us and the way that humans were behaving after he created humans so that he could love 
and not just and, and express that love and, and be in connection with that love through his creation, who is us, his it's humans, his most loved, cherished, adored creation. I mean, yeah, he created everything else and he said it was good, but when he created humans, he said we are very good. He was like, Man, this is good. I created this and it is very good and I love them. They are above everything else that I've created. These humans, man, they are amazing. And then we started fucking up royally and he was like, oh, fuck you guys. I'm going to wipe your asses out. And, and no one knew that. He was pissed. God was pissed at us. And so he's like, you know what? I'm going to send a flood. Uh, and Noah was like, no, no, no. Hey, man, God, don't do that. Come on. Like, uh, no, don't do that. We're not that bad. And he's like, yes, you are. So you know what, Noah, though? I love you. Thank you for standing up for, for my creation, for humankind. You're right. I do love you. But I'm wiping all you asses out. You, you got to go. Like, got to go. Bye. And Noah stuck up for us. Thank God. Thank you, Noah, for standing up for us. Hopefully one day I'll get to meet you and shake your hand and give you a giant hug and say thank you for standing up for us because of what you did, because you were obedient to God's word, because you looked like the crazy psycho who was like, what do you mean build a giant ark and put all the animals in it because we're all going to be wiped out? It's crazy, man. Like people, I guarantee you people are like, man, a psycho, he needs a loony bin to be locked up in a straitjacket for the rest of his life. They didn't believe him, but guess what happened? Guess what happened? And it was funny because I was reading the commentary in my Bible and they were actually talking about other other sources that did confirm that there was a massive flood around that time and I, I cannot encourage you enough if you don't have a bible that has like a study a study bible has just opened up a whole new world for me because it's gotten me to understand things in a way that just reading the words of the bible I couldn't understand it, because it, it explains it in depth and it gives it roots and I'm like oh wow wow this is so good so I'm reading that and I'm like mom that's exactly how God feels about us is how your husband felt about us yesterday. You know, if I'm just going to do this thing alone, if I'm going to have to eat alone, then I'm just going to, I might as well just do this thing alone. But you know what? He didn't want to. So he puts up with us. Just like when my stepdad said, you know, I didn't want to eat alone. So I guess I put up with your guys and your crap. Joking, of course, but not, you know, we mean what we say. And God meant it when he said, I love you, even though I have to put up with your guys' crap. <laughs> and it's better than better than being alone. He could be alone and he'd be perfectly fine. Like God would be perfectly fine. He created you because he wanted a relationship with you. He wanted you to experience love the way he experiences love. And his love is without borders and without boundaries and without limits or conditions. And he created you because God so loved the world. And it was just like the conversation with my stepdad. You know, if I wanted to eat alone, I, I wouldn't put up with your crap. I would just go do that. But I put up with your crap because I didn't want to be alone. And I was laughing out loud. I'm like, mom, that's just like God. I see God everywhere. Literally through every conversation, he's there. He's there. He's everywhere. And we were talking about seeds. My mom has these poppy seeds. She's got an incredibly gorgeous garden and she's got these, she had poppy seed pods in it and she was popping them open this morning when I dropped my daughter off for her to be taken to ceramics. And, and my daughter, of course, is like, mom, Baba, what are you doing? And, and she says, oh, I'm popping these poppy seeds. It's really cool. And they actually do pop. When the pod opens, it pops. And then you get all the seeds out. 
And we were talking about the power of seeds and how one poppy seed seed must have like 20 or 30 seeds in it. I don't know how many. They're, they're small and tiny, right? But one seed pod has probably 20 to 30 poppy seeds in it. And when you when you pop them open, it literally makes a pop sound. That's why they're called poppy. I said, I didn't know that. That's so cool. So I learned something new this morning. And then I saw the presence of God in the poppy seed pod because that's what he does. That's that's who he is and that's what he does. He is the creator. He multiplies. He provides. And you see God in a poppy seed bean. You see how one of those seeds when it's planted can make an entire other plant. And the plant has thousands of pods on it and every pod has dozens of seeds in it. You see the way that God exponentially expedites this growth and healing process, this abundance state. And a lot of us are only into manifestation and abundance and we want to receive, but we leave God and Jesus and the Holy Spirit out of it. When we invite that in, we, we include that in, we get to see God in all things, in a poppy seed pod, in a conversation that could have become an argument. Like, oh my God, I see God in this conversation. God feels the same way about us sometimes. You're so annoying. You're so irritating. You didn't, <laughs> ah, but I still love you. And I'd rather experience irritation and frustration and annoyance than be without you because I love you. That I was like mind blown. I'm like, oh God, you're everywhere. You're everywhere. It's amazing. It is absolutely amazing. So we need him. Don't break free from your, your independence, your, your codependence to try to experience and achieve independence. Because when you do that, you'll experience achieving anxiety, worry, fear, frustration, meltdown, breakdown, we weren't created for that. And God does not desire that for us. And it's us that needs to let him in. And when we do, everything changes. I know it. I've experienced it myself. I love you guys. We're wrapping up. Oh no, this went by super fast. If you haven't yet, I pray for you to let him in. Jesus Christ, come into my life. The door is open. I hear you knocking. Come on in, my friend. I love you guys. And I will see you soon. Bye for now.